0: Good morning everybody, you're tuning in to the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Wednesday, July 12th and I'm your host Gabriela Silva-Ponte reporting for CGRU 1280 AM in Toronto. First up, Green Party leader Elizabeth May was hospitalized. Then, shorter showers are being recommended for B.C. residents. A B.C. naturopath is ending his pricey fecal transplants for autism. And finally, the U.S. is warning owners of some Dodge Ram pickups after another airbag inflation killed someone. And then, of course, what would be the newscast without some weather updates? And turn the page with Samina. So with all this news, let's get started. Green Party of Canada leader Elizabeth May was hospitalized last week due to fatigue, her husband John Kidder says. CTV News reports he says overwork and stress were likely causes for the hospitalization. Kidder wrote in a Monday update to May's constituents that she, quote, spent a few days under observation at Sinich Peninsula Hospital. He said she was discharged on Saturday morning to come home and keep resting for a bit to restore her much-depleted energy. And Kidder added, does it not seem odd to you that we expect our parliamentarians to work double shifts through May and June, sometimes 19-hour days, to sit until midnight almost every day, to keep up with their always-demanding constituency work, and still to have minds at all. Sunich Peninsula Hospital announced last week that it would close its emergency department overnight for the next two months, citing a shortage of staff. CTV reports May is expected to return to writing to her constituency herself next week. Kidder said, We've seen anew the dedication, smarts, and caring devotion of nurses, attendants, porters, techs, doctors, administrators, and all the wonderful people who staff our health system, working hours like Elizabeth's with even more personal stress and sticking to their oaths to serve us. And he added, Such wonderful people, such a messed up system. May is 69 years old. B.C. residents are being urged to take shorter showers to conserve water. CTV reports officials have been monitoring water levels as the drought conditions in the province have worsened. According to the Ministry of Emergency Management and Climate Readiness, 34 water basins in B.C. have reached a level 4 on the province's drought classification system. Level 5 is the maximum drought classification in the system. The ministry added that if conditions do not improve, it will be forced to issue a temporary protection order against water licensees under the Water Sustainability Act to, quote, avoid significant or irreversible harm to aquatic ecosystems and preserve drinking water. Minister Bowen Ma said in a news conference Monday, At this time, I urge people across the province to conserve water. Consider taking shorter showers. Only do full loads of dishes and laundry. Water your lawn sparingly. Ma also noted that a number of communities have already imposed water restrictions. CTV reports officials blame the drought on unusually low amounts of rainfall over the last year. This drought comes after B.C.'s record-breaking wildfire season. Officials announced a state of emergency for the Stykine region and put in place a campfire ban for every area of B.C. except Haida Gwaii on Monday. B.C. Wildfire Services Cliff Chapman said, We do not have the capacity right now to respond to fires that we can prevent. B.C. naturopath Jason Klopp is to end his operation where he gives autistic children pills and enemas made of human feces. Families of children as young as two years old pay him 15,000 U.S. dollars for the treatment, and activists have spent years pushing him to stop. Klopp is moving away from the unproven treatment toward exclusively manufacturing fecal microbial transplants to treat C. difficile infections that have not responded to other therapies. This is an approved use of FMT, but Klopp is currently banned from producing and marketing these medications by his professional college. CTV News reports Health Canada says it has rejected one license application to produce FMT at Klopp's Chilliwack facility. It cited a long list of quality control and sanitation problems. CBC reports most of the treatments happened at a clinic in Rosarito, Mexico. FMT treatments require the use of bacteria and other microbes from the feces of a healthy person and transferring them to a patient anally or orally. The goal is to restore a normal gut environment. Doctors and scientists have warned that the use of FMT treatments for anything other than C. difficile infection could lead to serious health problems. Several complaints, including that he was producing the FMT capsules using his nephew's stool in a basement apartment in Abbotsford, have landed him a college investigation. CBC reports the College of Naturopathic Physicians of B.C. provided a warning, suggesting that he is operating outside his scope of practice. Health Canada also enforced a restriction that prevented Klopp from accepting Canadian children on his international quote-unquote retreats. Director of Medical Communications Shana Cahill confirmed in an email to CBC that those trips will end in August. She highlighted Klopp's, quote, state-of-the-art microbiota laboratory, stringent donor screening, and rigorous internal standard operating procedures designed to produce, quote, consistent, effective, and safe FMT products. Calehill added that the company is working on obtaining a drug establishment license from Health Canada. Naturopath College's Deputy Registrar Lee Dorner has said that Klopp continues to be a fully licensed naturopath in B.C. Stellantis is recommending owners of 29,000 U.S. Dodge Ram pickup trucks stop driving them. This comes after a passenger was killed by an imploding Takata airbag inflator. The person was killed in a May 13th crash that caused the airbag to inflate. In a prepared statement Tuesday, Stellantis said the person, quote, succumbed to a serious injury consistent with those observed in previous Takata inflator failures. CTV reports the 2003 model year pickup owners should contact a dealer or company to find out if their trucks are part of the recall. CTV reports Stellantis is offering free transportations for people to get to and from dealerships. Okay, that concludes the news section. Here's Samina with Turn the Page. Take it away, Samina. Hello,
1: listeners. Welcome to Turn the Page. My name is Samina. Each week I'm going to make a book recommendation and I hope it gets you turning the pages. How are you enjoying summer so far? For me, it's trying to keep cool. One of the ways Judith Potts does the same is by swimming in the river next to her house without any clothes. Judith and her two friends Bex and Susie raised their profiles the previous year for solving not one, but three murders. This notoriety led to the invitation to the wedding of Sir Peter Bailey. At least that's what he told Judith when he invited her. It was their first conversation. When Judith arrives at the party, she's surprised to be part of the guest list. The who's who of town is here. Just as the event is starting, Sir Peter is found dead in his office. The only person who had a key was Sir Peter, and the door was locked from the inside. Judith joins her friends Bex and Susie, also guests at the wedding, To solve another murder. The title of the book is Death Comes to Marlowe. The author is Robert Thorogood. Robert returns with his wit humor in crafting another enjoyable mystery. If you enjoyed the first book, you'll enjoy this one. Judith Potts is a crossword creator. Bex is the vicar's wife. Susie is a dog walker who now has a radio show. The three use their skills to find clues and look for connections that other people might miss. A lot has changed for the women. It was DC Tanaka Malik who was in charge of the case last year, but now that her superior has returned, Tanaka has been demoted and is back to logging evidence. It also doesn't help that he rules Sir Peter's death accidental. The man had no drugs in his system, there were no fingerprints, and no unusual amount of alcohol. There was also no place to hide in the room. Sir Peter was getting married to Jenny, his live-in nurse. This would make her Lady Bailey. She was also about to become a very wealthy woman. There were also Sir Peter's two adult children. Ramona did everything, but being a woman, everything goes to the son regardless of birth order. Tristram, who Sir Peter kicked out of his house and out of the party at the beginning, would receive everything. Things get more suspicious when the lawyer announces that Sir Peter created a new will before his wedding, one that is now missing. To know what happens next, follow the three amateur sleuths as they solve the case. If you find there's a book you want to read immediately, check with your local library, and don't forget to check Overdrive for a digital copy. You can also check your local independent bookstore. If you enjoyed this book and want to share your thoughts or make a recommendation, please find us on Instagram at CGRU News. Thank you for listening. Happy reading. Thank you, Samina. The weather for Toronto calls
0: for a high of 25 and a low of 16 degrees. It is time to wrap up today's newscast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Happy Wednesday, everyone. I'll be back next week with some more news at Morning Mixtape. It's CJRU 1280 a.m. in Toronto. I'm Gabriela Silva-Ponte. Thanks for listening.